you want to look your best, forget about the rest and come to Lather and Fade. Whether you're looking for a clean, modern look or a throwback vintage style, you can find it all under one roof. Stretch out in a classic barber's chair while being treated to a precision haircut. To complete the experience, a hot towel treatment and a straight razor shave will have you feeling rejuvenated and confident. With convenient locations in South Bend, Granger, and Elkhart, you're just minutes away from looking your best. There's no time to waste. Visit their website at thelatherandfadeshop.com to schedule an appointment today. Lather and Fade, the gentleman's barbershop. Looking for a new career opportunity? Look no further than the Eden Barber Academy where you can learn all of the skills necessary to become one of the best in the business. Perfect your craft and become the new household name under the watchful eyes of licensed professionals. Jumpstart your new career by visiting EdenBarberAcademy.com. That's E-D-E-N BarberAcademy.com. It's complimentary football. Everybody has to understand what it takes to have success. Right? We need every person in this room. The captain has turned on the seatbelt light. Please take your seat and fasten your seatbelts. Thank you. Thank you for joining us here on the Leprechaun Connection. Here are your hosts, Mike McClure and Sean Buck. Ladies and gentlemen of Irish Nation, welcome to the Leprechaun Connection Podcast. Mike McClure and Sean Buck here, your hosts. The email for the show is leprechaunconnection at gmail.com if you'd like to reach out to us. You can also visit our website at leprechaunconnection.com where you'll find a link to our Patreon and our link to donate to St. Jude. That's leprechaunconnection.com if you'd like to support the show. Welcome, lads and lasses. We are back here again Joining us on the program from Leesburg, Florida, Mr. Bruce Ruff. Gentlemen, here it is. Here Don't we are. Names. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, guys? How you doing, bud? What do we say about that bowl game? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> There's Hostile a lot. Environment. That's a, that's yeah. a lot to that's a lot to unpack, I know. <laughs> yeah, no, I tell you what, man, that game, I swear to God, it seemed like an away game in a hostile environment from the rip. That that was a ninety percent Gamecock Stadium. That's rough. It was insane. I was like, oh and, and and I don't like to do this, but I'm gonna go on record right now. South Carolina has the worst, most classless horrible, sickening fans I have ever met in my entire life. I've been to a lot of football really? games for a lot of different colleges. I thought that was Ohio State they fans. Are. No, they're like godchildren compared to South really? Carolina. They were horrible. They were rude. They were racist. They were disgusting. They had potty mouths beyond anything I've ever seen. Not to mention the mullets. They had the four-year-olds with mullets. Everybody had a mullet. The ladies cussed like sailors, and they were just rude to everybody. I mean, I was so unimpressed. I was like, oh, my God, you guys are horrible. Well, I just want everybody to know that. Wow. Bruce, they're horrible. In, in, Bruce was at the why, game, by the way, everybody, if you couldn't tell. <laughs> you know why? Who threw an epic tailgate. Yeah, we'll you've, that heard, you've heard that, hey, you've heard that uh, the toothbrush was developed in South Carolina, right? I have not. You haven't? Because if it was developed anywhere else, it would be called a teeth brush. <laughs> Look, I, I'm not saying I'm not saying that they've got five heads instead of four heads, or you know that uh, clippers or scissors are are a hot commodity that's that's only afforded by some. But 
the the classlessness that you're discussing i've heard that from a few people and it's a shame i mean because south carolina was a i'm not going to say it's a it's a program rich in tradition but there's some pretty good history there you know i was hoping that this game was going to be a good game it was a good game it was a lot closer than a lot of people thought i will tip my hat to south carolina uh to say that with the number of people that they had that sat out of the game, they played really well. I mean, they did. They they really played very well. Yes, we had two likely first round draft picks that sat uh, sat out as well. I get that, but I think South Carolina they had like sixteen people or something opt out of the bowl oh, game. Ridiculous. That's that's a yeah. lot of talent that you're missing. So, you know, hats off to them for that. Uh, it was fun to see Spencer Rattler finally get hit a couple of times really hard. It still didn't close his mouth, but it was fun to watch, uh, especially that, that one to end the game. That was, <laughs> that was all right. Uh, but the Irish get their first, uh, their first bowl game win under coach Marcus Freeman. And that was, to me, that was big. That, that was really important. And people can downplay it all they want. They can say, oh, it's, it was the Gator Bowl. It's the end at the end of an eight and four season, you know, it doesn't mean anything. Listen, after that game against USC, we could have very easily gone in the Gator Bowl and just the way South Carolina played, we could have lost that game by three touchdowns. It, it could have been terrible. But the fact that we we got back our quote unquote starting quarterback for this season, who hasn't played since this you know week two, uh, he was rusty. He was very rusty. But all he did was he was responsible for five touchdowns. I mean, you know, you, yeah. you can't you can't do much more than that. What he he had three passing and two rushing touchdowns, didn't he? Something like yes. that. My God, yep. I mean, say what you will about Tyler Buckner, and yes, like I said, he he definitely still needs some work. He really needs some work. But at the same time, to come back and give a performance like that in the bowl game, he was. Under pressure quite a bit. That was pretty impressive. I, I was I was pretty impressed by it. I still think that this needs to be a very open quarterback competition in the spring. And by that, I mean everybody. If there's a walk-on towel boy from Santa Claus, Indiana, that wants to play quarterback, give him a chance. Okay, I'm just saying, if there's a quarterback that shows up for trading camp, give him a ball, give him first-team reps, and see what he can do. Angeli, Minchie, Buckner, and uh, I'm I'm foreshadowing here, but likely you know Hartman as well. They all need an equal chance to make their case for why they should be the starting quarterback at the universe, University of Notre Dame for the 2023 football season. Just my two cents. Yeah, I mean I agree. Um, the, the the what Buckner did coming in after being you know out for so long. Um, you can practice all you want. You don't have the game day reps. And it exactly. showed he was a little rusty. But I'll tell you what, he made throws that Pine wasn't going to make. And, you know, his legs, Pine definitely wasn't running like that. So he yes. kept us in. And I, and, and, and I love the fact that we stuck with him. I mean, as much as I wanted to see Angeli, he stuck with Buckner. Buckner showed a lot of grit, a lot of poise. And I, I am really pumped going into, like you just said, for next year's quarterback. I mean, you're going to have Minshew coming in who I think could start. And Jilly, I think, is start. You got Buckner, who has been starting. And if you do throw in a transfer quarterback, whether it's Hartman or somebody else, let them all go, man. Just 
turn it over, see who's got what. Because you're going to lose one in the transfer portal after spring. You you know that's going to happen. Yes. And I think that the biggest knocks I have on Buckner's performance, uh, first and foremost, are the turnovers. Now, one of them, I'll give him a, a, a bit of a a bit of a pass on. T- you know, I, I get the it. Tip, but, the tip. But he had two pick sixes, didn't he? Well, he had yeah. the one that was tipped, and I was like, okay, I'm not going to count him. I hold him, hold him accountable for that one. The one that went 100 yards, that's a little bit different. Yeah, it took, that, yeah was two, bad, that, that was a bad throw. Two pick sixes, three total interceptions. That that is a glaring stat that that you just you can't you can't usually have and overcome. I mean, Correct. considering considering, I mean, we, we managed to get two turnovers uh, back from South Carolina, but then you look at the total yards of offense. I mean, we had five hundred and fifty eight yards of total offense. That's a lot. That's a lot of offense, guys. South Carolina, by contrast, had 352. And yeah, that was that was quite a bit, too, against our defense. Uh, but as I said, we had that same problem that we've been having all year. When we go up against a mobile quarterback, when, we, when Notre Dame did this season, the Irish had a terrible time containing and, and stopping or even limiting a mobile quarterback. We just... Did not do well with it all year long. Spencer Rattler is, I'm telling you, he's he is the illegitimate son of Jeff Garcia. He looks, t- <laughs> he he has the body type. He he runs like he moves like him, but he's he's good. He has good footwork and he has good speed. So yeah, he was he was a threat every time he had the ball in his hands. He was a threat, and we had a hard time containing him especially for the, through the first two and a half three quarters uh and he i mean whenever he needed to he was pretty much able to make a play with his feet or get himself out of trouble to make a play um but overall i mean considering buckner had that many months of uh of rust i, I can't be terribly upset with that performance that he put on i overall i think it was a good performance coming off uh, a long layoff and doing that well to bring us back to win the bowl game. I think he's definitely got a lot of work going into spring camp just because at this point, I mean, you have to be a little concerned with the injury bug with him too. You know, uh, you've got a non-throwing shoulder. I get it, but you have a shoulder injury. You have the ACL thing a couple of years ago. You really don't want to see this kid take a whole lot more punishment, too many more serious injuries that put you out. I mean, you're going to get bumps, bruises and stuff like that, but you know, uh, another multi-week injury that could really hinder his his career and his development here. So, but, uh, is there a definite word on Hartman yet? Yeah, he's definitely, surely, eventually gonna be here. Maybe. <laughs> I'm so tired. Okay, look, I'm so tired of hearing about Hartman. He's he's in the transfer portal, and this is his likely landing spot. Let's leave it at that. But it's all, it's everywhere. It's everywhere, everywhere on Facebook, everywhere in social media, everywhere, t- you know, Twitter, Instagram, all, you know, oh, he's, he's here. It's confirmed. No, it's not confirmed. No one has confirmed it. Someone just wants to be the, the, the one, the person who, who breaks the news first. I haven't heard anything confirmed. What, what about you, Bruce? Have you heard anything? I, I, no, I, I, a lot of hocus pocus and, 
crystal balls and those they're never right anyway so i'm not even i don't really care either way you know I, i'm not even focusing on it that's probably the I, best I way to go about it, it. <laughs> and it is i mean honestly even if we don't have him i'm happy with what we have coming in next year exactly um, with buckner and and then jilly and minchie i'm like oh I'm, I'm okay to run with that you know i'm okay with that i'm good with that we're good to go let's see what happens now i throw him in there yeah I do think I do think it would be a good idea, and I, I'm not against I'm not against the transfer portal pickup or you know grad transfer or whatever. I'm I'm not against that. I'm not. I'm really not. I would just like to see something other than Drew Pine 2.0, what, plus like two inches in height. Okay, allegedly, it's, it's got Hartman is six one. He's more like half a foot taller than Pine, but I mean. Well, yeah, if you're bringing in a Bo Nix or somebody of that caliber, that's oh, one thing. But yeah, we're not bringing we're not bringing somebody like that in here. So, right. I again, I, I don't care. I'm okay with it. I think it'll be interesting to see once this all plays out uh, how committed the uh, the Irish coaching staff it, how committed they are to making this an open quarterback competition. And I say that because. You don't bring in a transfer like Sam Hartman and then put him on the bench as a backup. Nope. Nope. Not with and I'm not trying to put this guy up on a on a pedestal and make him seem like he's a first, second, or even third round draft pick. Personally, right now, if he if he declared, he might get drafted fifth or sixth round, in my opinion. Right. And that's not dogged him. I just I don't think he's fast enough. I don't think his mechanics are the best. And I think he's a little he's a little overrated. That's not to well, say that we like couldn't use him. He's yeah. got tons of experience. He's he's a he's yeah. got good statistics. He's been in big game situations. He's delivered. Those are all good things. I would like to see a quarterback in our quarterback room that's taller than six one. Not that height is everything, but I'd like to see one that's taller than six one. They got Angeli at six two, maybe, maybe he is. Okay, but get a little bit of height. Get somebody maybe like six three. You know. Six three, six four. See a little bit better over the line, a little better ball tra- or delivery tra- tra- trajectory in the ball, something like that. Because we had problems with that, even with Buckner, he was getting passes tipped at the line. I don't know if that's a mechanics thing, or if, if that's rust, or or what the case may be, or if it is just you know poor posture when he's when he's squaring up to deliver the ball. But he definitely had tipped passes, so I can't say it was just a pine thing. You gonna pay some bills? Yeah, we better. <laughs> All right, guys, if you want to look your best, forget about the rest and come to Lather and Fade with three locations to serve you in South Bend, Granger, and Elkhart. With that old school barbershop vibe, Lather and Fade offers world class cuts. Every haircut is finished with a straight razor shave and a hot towel treatment. Visit thelatherandfadeshop.com to set your appointment today. That's thelatherandfadeshop.com. All right, so. This epic tailgate, you wanted, you wanted to touch on that again uh, on the turnout. Bruce, what was, I mean, I'm sure you were there counting every single person, but in your projection, how many people in your mind do you think throughout the day stopped by the tailgate, hang out with you? Um, I would say we're in that 70 to 80 range total, um, stopping in and out. Um, I think at any one point in time, we are probably – maxed at about 40, 45 people. And that's when we decided to take the group photo. Um, when we we're kind of at a peak point, 
And I wanted, it was getting kind of later in the morning, so I, I kind of wanted to get it before everybody really started heading to the stadium. Um, but everybody was great, man. I, I, I met a lot of people from a lot of different groups. Notre Dame fan club of Jacksonville. We had the Notre Dame football news. Um, Notre Dame football fan club. We had people from San Antonio coming in. Um, it, it just a lot of fun groups getting together, and, and it was amazing how they were all so supportive and um, appreciative of the fact that we had something going on where everybody could get together because there really were not a lot of Notre Dame fans at this game. And especially in the tailgate area we were at, there was probably only about four Notre Dame cars in that entire lot. So, yeah, it, it actually was perfect. You know, everybody was so friendly. I think I probably took 15 or 20, you know, picks with some different individuals throughout the day. Uh, everybody pitched in. Even even when it came to cooking, I got kind of tied up meeting and greeting people. And uh, we had a couple of guys jump in on the grill. They were grilling away. Um, afterwards, everybody was very happy and, and grateful and helped me tear everything down. Uh, we got the whole tailgate torn down in about 15 minutes, which is amazing. If, if you know how tailgates go. That's that's um, speed. Yeah, <laughs> that, is, that was record speed. So, speed. yeah, I mean, with the, with that, with the exception of me leaving the speaker on top of the truck when I went to the stadium, which I'm surprised it survived till I got out. Um, it, it was it still was there. Time. It was still there. <laughs> Yeah, don't know how that happened, especially where we were at. Oh, because so, you weren't in because you weren't in Miami. That's why. Yeah, that, that's exactly why. But yeah, I mean, it was a great time, man. I and, and I made a lot of good connections down here with a bunch of different people and groups. And I think we're actually going to try to do a watch party down here next season. Um, we're going to pick one game. Uh, there's about twenty of us been talking. We're going to try to get together. Um, I don't know if it'll be the Ohio State game, the USC game. We're going to pick a big game, and we're all going to get together and just have one hell of a blowout. So we're growing We're growing the Leprechaun connection. We're, we're kind of planting our feet down. Nice. And you had now. people asking you about some um, the, the merchandise as well because you had some merch down there. Um, yes. So what I, what I wanted to, to, to make clear with, with everybody, um, if, you, if you haven't noticed, we really haven't been talking about our merchandise store uh, here on the podcast. We haven't been talking about it. Um, we are having a shipping issue where we're where we're being charged twenty five to thirty dollars uh, for shipping on a shirt. So, uh, Sean and I, um, as owners of the Leprechaun Connection LLC, we are trying to resolve that issue. So, once we get the shipping issue resolved, we will get our merchandise back up and we'll start promoting the merchandise store. So, like I said, right now, uh, like Bruce, you mentioned before we went on air that people really don't have a problem paying you know, money for good money for a shirt, but it starts to become a problem when you're paying for shipping or a lot of money for shipping. So that's one issue we're going to get squared away, hopefully here in the next couple of days. Um, so speaking of next season, Bruce, when you're talking about having a watch party, so Sean, what are some of our biggest concerns to address in the off season besides uh, merchandise shipping? <laughs> well, <for now. laughs> From a group standpoint, you know, I mean, we just want to deliver the best, right, best products to our fans at the best value, and I'll I'll make it very simple. We we want to make sure that that price is reasonable and that it's something that everyone feels comfortable paying. Uh, but the the biggest concerns to address in the off season was was intended more for the football team. So <laughs> from that standpoint, I was going to say uh, it's it's got to be locking down 
your starting quarterback. That's got to be issue one. Uh, at the running back position, we have talent. At the wide receiver position, we have talent. We have more talent coming in. Defensively, I think we've got a lot of pieces. You know, uh, did we did we swing and miss on one? Yeah, but you know what? I, I think that was for the best. I think that that uh, that money train went to Oklahoma after it made a brief stop in Oregon after it committed to us, <laughs> and. I think we might have just dodged a bullet there. Besides, we got the other Bowen who seems like he is the real deal. He seems like he is a true Notre Dame man, and I think he's going to yeah, be—he's going to be a stud. He's going to be an absolute, absolute gift uh, to us on the defensive side of the football. He played two ways in uh, high school, also, so I wouldn't put it past him to be uh, inserted in some type of uh, special packages, possibly a you know. Uh, throw him in as a tight end or maybe a fullback or something like that, see what he can do. But I think the biggest concern is the quarterback position. And I'm going to, I'm going to come out and say it. I'm not going to bash anyone, but I think this is, in, in my opinion, this should be the last year of, we're going to give you a chance to see what you can do with the offensive coordinator position for Tommy Reese. There were a number of times this season that I think we just got out coached uh, on, you know, on the offense, uh, our offensive side of the ball versus the defensive game plan that was put in play against us. The Navy game is the best example I can give. Uh, when we score five touchdowns in one half, and then we get a total of I think less than sixteen yards of total offense in the second half, that's a problem. When we score 14 points against Stanford at home, a Stanford team that had, I think, three three or four wins on the year, that's a problem. You know, when we can't come back against Marshall, yes, I know we had our backup quarterback, but still, offensively, we couldn't generate much against Marshall at home. That's a problem. We let BYU back in the game. We were up pretty good on BYU, and we ended up winning that game by, I think, a total of eight points. We cannot let our foot off the gas against these teams, especially these teams that we should be beating by three, four, five touchdowns. We can't do it. And when you let people back in the game, and you know the the counter to this argument that I've heard from other people is, well, you know these aren't the people that Reese recruited. Blah blah. Well, the talent level is there, though. Okay, it is. And if you don't know how to properly utilize it and motivate your players and get the the correct game plan in place to be successful, that's a coordinator issue. That's not a player issue. It's not a talent issue. That is a coordinator issue. I think that this needs to be the make or break year for Tommy Reese. Either he propels this offense forward and we, we take maybe one loss this year, two at the most, but... I, I say one loss, and if it's anything more than that, and the loss is due to offensive incapabilities or what have you, then Marcus Freeman needs to find a new offensive coordinator. I think he has everyone else, all the right tools in place with his staff to be very successful. I think the offensive coordinator position is the la- is the final remaining remaining piece as far as a staff uh, the staff chemistry goes. I just don't know if Tommy Reese is the guy. Those are the the concerns that I think that need to be addressed in the offseason. What do you think, Bruce? 
Um, I agree with a lot of that. Um, like I said, me and you all tend to disagree on the whole Tommy Reese thing. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I, I, I like Tommy. I think, um, this is the first year he actually got to take the reins off a little bit and he got Habs drunk early. Uh, Buckner wasn't there. Then he had to adjust with Pine. I think what Tommy really needs to work on is second half adjustments. If I'm going to make anything to say about Tommy, he needs to work on adjustments. He needs to adjust to the game, the flow of the game. If he needs to run the ball, he needs to run the ball. He can't run the pro style today. So guess what, guys? We're running the football. And I think that's where he needs the most improvement. Um, besides that, I mean, I, do I think we need a transfer quarterback? No. Uh, it, we, we're not in the same situation we were when we brought in Jack Cohn. And Jack Cohn was great. You know, that, that was a perfect fit at the time. Uh, but I think we have so many so many good arms in that quarterback room. We need to make or break with what we got. We got it really getting better. Um, you know, I think let's work them hard this spring. Let's see what happens at the blue goal game and um, kind of go with that. I mean, you got to get these young guys playing or you're never going to go anywhere. You look at the teams that are winning national championships, they're starting freshmen. You know, they're starting sophomores. We don't do that. That's a good we point. We try to break a bit. You know, we, we just ha- we just don't do it. And, you know, Tyler Buckner, love to death. Um, he doesn't impress in spring. Sorry, you've had your chance multiple times. Let's see what Minchie's got. Let's see what Angeli can do um, and, and kind of go from there. You know, I, I don't think we need to bring in a quarterback. If we do, we great. If not, oh, well. Um, but I, I really do – I agree with you with the Tommy Reese part, though. Like I said, I think he needs to work on his in-game adjustments and adjusting to the flow of the game. As we haven't seen him with a quarterback to throw the ball and in the wideouts they could go get it. We now have those pieces starting to come into play, so we'll see. You're right. Let's see what happens next year. Um, the fact that Tobias Merriweather was targeted, a, oh, my God, I want to. I didn't see the exact stat. I thought it was about eight or ten times was amazing in the bowl game. He was a little lackadaisious on some of the routes. Um, yeah, I would have felt better if he me. caught more. <laughs> right, yeah. He, he didn't impress me as much as he should have. He gave up on a couple balls, and I'm like, yeah, okay, well, you're going to learn from that. But yeah, yeah. Jaden Thomas, Tobias Merriweather, um, we got Rigo Flores coming in. We've got some awesome wide receivers, dude. And we got some guys with some cannons on the bench at quarterback. Deion so. Colsey, Jaden Thomas. We definitely got some. Yeah. yeah it, it, we're going to miss. I I can't believe I'm saying this. We're going to miss Lindsey a little bit. Oh, we, we are. Will. We will. See, seeing what he did in a couple of the games this year, he really stepped up and took on a leadership yeah. role and, and made some incredible catches. And. By the way, I, I, perhaps we mentioned it before, but if we didn't, Braden Lindsay has hung up his cleats. He's done with football. And he did it in in probably the best way imaginable. He led the team in receiving in the bowl game win. And afterwards, uh, I believe he tweeted out that he he's, you know, he's thankful for his football career, but he's done playing football and he's moving on to a career with, I think it's Metasource, which is based, I believe, yes. out of Indianapolis. Bravo, young man. Good for you. You got your degree. Absolutely. You played football. You did a hell of a job for the Irish. And now you're you're moving on with your life and you're using that degree to the best of your ability. I can't tell you how proud I am uh, of that kid and seeing the decisions that he made, you know, to come back and, and give, you know, another year to the to the program, to the Irish. 
and now to, to move on to the next phase of his life. You know, that's hats off to you, Braden Lindsay. Great job. Yes, absolutely. All right, guys, the way too early look ahead to next season, uh, taking a look at their 2023 schedule. Uh, obviously, they open up against uh, Navy in Ireland on August uh, 26th, which is technically considered week zero. Uh, then the home opener, uh, Saturday, September 2nd, which the uh, against the Tennessee State Tigers, Tigers, uh, the Leprechaun Connection will more than likely have a tailgate uh, for that home opener. Um, time, location, all that stuff is definitely to be announced. Uh, and then you got Central Michigan, Ohio State, USC, uh, Wake Forest, but all back to back to back. Well, at home. not necessarily because you also have Clemson and Stanford now. However, the Duke at Duke at Louisville at NC State and home against Pitt are all still be uh, are still up in the area. They're still to be announced. So, yeah. um the 2023 schedule is still not set, but um, it doesn't get much easier, fellas. You got to travel to Clemson. You got to um, you got Ohio State coming to town. You got USC coming to town. I mean, Wake Forest. I Wake agree. Forest being is, a what? Not, is not going to be is not a, no slouch. Wake Forest is going to be pissed if we end up taking their quarterback. Yeah, well, that maybe into their stadium and beat. is is that an away game? Is that uh, at Wake? It's at home. We haven't played at oh, okay. Wake well, it won't be so bad 2018, then. but but then again, <laughs> you got so bad you got then. Pitt, huh. and Pitt always plays. Pitt's Notre always tough. tough. Pitt's and then you got to play at tough. NC State, and that's that's going to be a challenge. NC State is is they they were they finished the year ranked, didn't they? I'm not sure, but I'd have to double check. Anyway, you know what? they're the not. But Clemson is too. If Clemson rolls with was it Klubnik, Klubnik, whatever his name is, a quarterback, Club, yeah, he has three hundred some yards passing. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Yeah. He didn't look so good against us, and South Carolina beat them at Clemson. I think. Yeah, yeah. Clemson is not now. Clemson is not now what they were in the last few years. They're no. regrouping. Okay, they're regrouping, and make no mistake, the loss of Venables is huge. It's shown oh, yeah. this year. Clemson has allowed more points against teams they shouldn't have allowed so many points against this year. I mean. Dabo Swinney was losing his mind in the bowl game. Losing his mind. And, I mean, it was entertaining to see for me because I, I, I'm i just I'm still not a big fan of the guy. But I think that they're probably another year or two away from being really relevant in the college football playoff picture. Yeah. Again. Even so, what you're saying yeah, is correct. Like going into Clemson, and this is going to be a night game. Oh, it's not easy. It's not going to be easy. It's an not easy, easy task. One, no. because no. you got to talk about the psychology of sports, which we've talked about in previous shows, that when you play, when you those who have played ball, those who have coached ball, they understand that when you're an underdog or if you are playing a team who is a, who is an underdog and how that can take, how that, what the effects of that. But I also have to remember, Clemson's going to remember getting their asses whooped in South Bend the year before. They're going to be out for blood. Oh, they're going to be ready time. for us. They're going to be ready for us. They're 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 going to come out. They're not going to underestimate us and disrespect us like they did this year. There is just not going to happen. So, you know, depending on how the Irish play, this isn't this is a November game. Depending on how they look in October, September, we'll obviously have a better idea of how we think they'll look at Clemson. But just remember that as one thing you can definitely say now for sure. That Clemson is emotionally 
will ha- will be ready to play us. They're not going to underestimate us. They're not going to take us lightly. They're going to be come come in, and they're going to be they're going to punch us right in the mouth. And it's just you know, but like you said, they're they're a couple years away from being back to where they were if they ever get back to that point. Yeah, of the games in the twenty twenty three schedule, I mean, the ones that stick out to me most are probably Ohio State, USC. Yeah. You know, I want to see what Caleb Williams puts on his fingernails. You know what? Yeah, I it it'd be a shame if he just had broken fingers <laughs> because of the nonsense he put on his fingernails. Uh, you know what? And by the way, this is off topic. Of course, but did anyone we'll else get? Oh no, 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 no! You're going to appreciate this too, Mike. Did anyone else get a measure of absolute? you know, joy and satisfaction out of seeing Tulane come back and beat USC. <laughs> Tulane was down by Tulane was down by fifteen points with four and a half minutes to play in the game. And they came back and won. That made me so happy. I, I like I I was I was just beside myself. I'm watching this game I'm like, oh they're gonna lose. And then I I mean just boom, boom, boom. They scored a touchdown. They get they forced a safety and then they scored a touchdown with like four seconds left or something like that. It was perfect. And to see to see Caleb Williams just in stunned disbelief once again, it just warmed my heart. It warmed oh, your heart. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it warmed some. I just I don't like USC. I can I tell. Don't. I can tell. <laughs> as far as the tailgate, we will we will do a home opener tailgate for the Tennessee State Tigers. Is it a big game? No, but it's the home opener. And it's actually, if I'm not mistaken. The first time in program history that the Notre Dame Fighting Irish will face a historically black college and university. And so, an FCS school. Well, yeah, I know. didn't want to talk about that's, that part, that's did the, you? The, see, I was trying to gloss over that, Mike, but thanks. You completely stole my thunder, you <laughs> killjoy. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I do. But it's, it, is it going to be hot? Yeah, it's probably going to be hot. But where better to cool down, have some gourmet food, and take in... The podcast, the best merchandise out there to offer, and all the good times to be had with your guys at the Leprechaun Connection. You got to stop by our tailgate. We'll have more details to follow. Of course, we're way out from that, almost eight months out from that to the day. But as we get closer, of course, we'll post updates on the page and we'll keep all of you guys informed about uh, all the specifics behind that tailgate. Yes, sir. Could not said it better than myself because I couldn't have because I'm always fumble my speech well, all the time. I don't even know how I'm still that's in radio, why, but I am. That's that's why we got an edit button, Mike. It's all right. Nah, nah. People, people need to know. <laughs> he goes, Anyway, all right, folks. If you still like this podcast, if you're still listening, please subscribe, rate, review, tell a friend, tell a neighbor. We really do appreciate it. Uh, also, please check out our Patreon. Go to patreon.com and search Leprechaun Connection. It's just three bucks a month for general support. It helps keep this podcast keeps. See, guys, look. It helps keeps this podcast going. Wow, we got going. them jinxed. Helps keep this you podcast You wrote the notes, going. not me. I, I did, but I didn't put keeps. I It says keep, but I read keeps. But anyway, I don't want to get off track here. It helps keep this podcast going. It also helps fund things like tailgates, watch parties, etc. I also want to give a big shout-out to our friends at Autolus Radio. Live 95 is now Autolus Rock, playing the planet's best rock from the 60s to today. You can catch your main man, Irish Mike, for Overdrive, Monday through Friday from 6 p.m. Eastern to midnight. 
So if rock from yesterday to today is your thing, go to your Google Play Store or Apple Store and download the Audilus Radio app. That's A-U-D-I-L-O-U-S. There's about nine different stations to choose from. Rock, Top 40, Hip Hop, Country, uh, as well as a few others. Oh, and most importantly, this podcast and as well as a few other podcasts are now available on the Audilus Radio app. Again, that's A-U-D-I-L-O-U-S. Audilus, your music, your way. Gentlemen, if there's nothing else, any final thoughts? You know, just satisfied with another bull win. That was great to see. Uh, I, I think that Marcus Freeman managed to package that 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 difficult to, to deal with loss against USC, flip it around, beat a surging South Carolina team, and got some momentum going into the offseason. So let's see what we can do in the recruiting trail. Let's see what we can do uh, with our spring practices. Spring game comes up uh, very soon. So in April, Mike, we might have to plan something for that too. Throw something, a little something, something together. Oh, yeah, for sure. That'll and be a good also, time. you know, I wanted to uh, mention this to you. Um, this season, we planned on well, we act well, we were we were really close to going, uh, but we had one of our uh, admins um, who had a medical um, a medical emergency or a family emergency. There's a personal say. issue, personal yeah, issue. right, right. And we were going to go yeah. to the Ohio State tailgate. Well, this year Notre Dame is playing at Louisville, and that's about a four hour drive, roughly the same distance to Columbus for me as well. That would be awesome to do a tailgate podcast from an away lo- an away game location because, I mean, Louisville, you know, not that not terribly far, but something to talk about. That's not a bad idea. Something that's something to talk about. Idea. I think it'd be pretty cool. Um, so, Bruce, you got anything else? You all done? Are you you still awake, brother? Yeah, no, I'm I'm good to go. I'm just pretty satisfied with my Gator Bowl victory and uh, where things are heading, the trajectory in Notre Dame, and. Looking forward to a great off season and uh, get going into spring. All right, brother. Hey, look Bruce. forward to seeing you in South Bend here in a couple of days. <laughs> Thanks yeah. again for hosting that yes, tailgate. Sir. Kick-ass job. Love the photos. And where else are you going to find a Northwest Indiana-based fan group that donates to St. Jude, hosts tailgates at bowl games in Florida, and brings you tailgates and watch parties locally? You're not going to exactly. find one. You're going to get it here, right here at the Leprechaun Connection. Thanks again, Bruce. Awesome job, buddy. Thanks, guys. All right, folks, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up again. Visit our Facebook page to stay on top of everything Irish. For Mr. Bruce Ruff, Sean Buck, I'm Mike McClure, and join us here next time right here on the Leprechaun Connection podcast. And we all say, go Irish. Go Irish. Go Irish. Go Irish.